0: It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80K. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone. Welcome to the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. A betting preview of UFC 265 this week, headlined by the interim heavyweight title fight between Cyril Garn and Derek Lewis. Today, I am joined by just the one person. Jonas can't join us today, so it's just smart sports trader and I, ex-MMA fighter. How are you, mate, Ryan? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Very, very good, mate. Uh, excited about this one. It's a, it's an okay card. We'll only go through the five fights today as there hasn't been much to mull over in terms of value out there at the moment. Maybe something will pop up later in the week, but we can only talk about what's going on at the moment. And a, just a quick disclaimer before we get into everything today, uh, this video and other videos on the channel Uh, uh, I mean, we're not financial advisors, so this is just educational content aimed at improving your sports betting knowledge. There is a risk of losing money when betting and what choices you make with your money is completely up to you. So please be responsible. Mate, the first fight we are going to talk about today is Manil Cape versus Oda Osborne. Mate, what do you have for me here as I get the odds up on the screen?
1: Yeah, so this should be a good fight. It's a flyweight, and it's uh, between two guys that you know could probably do pretty well in this division. Uh, Odie, well, Oda Osborne is coming down from 145. This is the first fight that he's cut in, but I've seen that he's seems to be taking the right approach. He's got a chef uh, and a nutritionist who's kind of uh, dealing with that. So hopefully, it looks good on the scales, uh, and, and you know the fight's made. But he looks like a top-level athlete to me is he's, is uh, he's really explosive. Uh, he's very fast. He's going to have a, quite a big height and reach advantage in this fight. He's got a 72 inch reach, which is pretty big for flyweight, uh, while Manuel Capes only got 68 reach, uh, 68 inch reach. Um, he's got natural power as well. You know, he's got a really nice left hand. He, he knocked his opponent out, uh, Jerome Rivera, in the last fight. He, he knocked him out fairly quickly. Uh, he does appear a little green at times. I mean, the guy has had 12 fights, so he's he should be quite seasoned. But maybe he's not really fought. Uh, the opposition that Manel Cape has. But I do think that in this division, it he, he could be a real handful. So it's going to be interesting. As long as the weight goes okay, uh, and he's got the cardio for three rounds, I think he can make this really competitive. Uh, Manel Cape's a former Rising champion. Uh, so Rising's quite a big organization in Japan. Um, he's very strong for the weight as well. Uh, he, carry, he carries natural power for flyweight. You know, he's, fin- he's got a lot of finishes on his record. Um, he's got decent striking. Uh, his output sometimes is a little bit lack, um, and he's a decent grappler as well. He's, you know, he's, he's fought some really good competition. He's fought Horiguchi over in Japan. Um, his first fight in the UFC was Pantoja, and then he fought uh, Nicolau in his last fight. So he's, you know, he's fighting really good guys, um, but in especially in his first fight against Pantoja, he kind of let a few rounds slip away. Um, I'm not really sure why that is, to be honest. Maybe coming in, over from Japan, he might have been previously taking PEDs. I don't know. And maybe he's just kind of pace, pacing dirt, himself. Mate. And Seriously, mate. Well, it's on. a, it's he a, might a be possibility, listening. isn't it? <laughs> if you are, Manel, I apologize. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, <laughs> I took a little stab on Osborne here. I've got odds of 2.75. Uh, it could be that it's, it's a bit too much too soon for him, that Manel capes just another level. but... I just think with the kind of athletic advantages that he's got and that reach advantage, um, that at one, at one twenty five it could be, um, you know, a force to contend with. So yeah, I, I don't mind a little bet here on, uh, Ode Osborne.
0: Well, I mean the, the subject of PEDs, what are you, I mean, <clears throat> the, the great example was, was Dillashaw last weekend or was it the weekend before I've lost track, but, um, like, the, the question was, has he been taking or doing blood doping for longer than than what he'd been doing? Um, and, I mean, it's a, it's a reasonably contentious debate. Like, is there, like, certain things you're looking for when you're trying to decide, like, you know, especially these fighters that are coming from overseas or other promotions where they don't have USADA involved? Like, is there anything you're looking for? Is it, like, purely... I don't know. Maybe they've had a great performance overseas, and they've had one terrible performance in the UFC. Or are you looking at like their body shape, like anything like that?
1: I mean, sometimes yeah, you can you can probably see it just um, kind of looking at the body. But then, like so, for example, in that cave fighting, you just saw in the first fight fight against uh, Pantoja that he, he was really pacing himself, and uh, when he fought in Rising, he, he was very aggressive. Um, mm. You know, and he didn't seem to really have that. Uh, worry, I suppose, about his cardio as much, and uh, I mean, you know, before Usada came in, it, PEDs were pretty rampant in the UFC. It was kind of pretty well known that you, like probably like ninety percent of athletes were on PED. So, you know, given that Usada's uh, not in the UFC, uh, not in the majority of organizations, so like in ONE, which is a big one, they don't. I don't think Bellator have that stringent drug testing. I think Rising don't have any at all. Uh, like back in the days of Pride, they didn't have any. So. I don't know, you should probably assume that they are really because mm. I imagine the majority of fighters are uh, and if you look in like some of the Eastern European kind of uh, events as well you can kind of tell with some of those like heavyweights and lighterweights that they're just absolutely jacked. Um, which you know, like if you looked at Ben Askren's fights in one, you could see some of the guys he fought <laughs> like juice to the gills, and it was uh, it's quite impressive really that Askren managed to uh, do well with his dad bod over there. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. like I, I I always just kind of, it's always something that I, I think about. You know, if someone's looked really good in one or rising, and they come over in the UFC, like you you do have to think. You know, they're coming in with you know stru- uh, stringent drug testing so it could affect the performance and you've kind of got to take that um you know you've got to account for that i think when you're you're looking to bet on them
0: yeah mate did you ever consider getting on them mate to to resurrect your mma career
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i haven't mate no i'm just uh, been, uh resurrecting my knees oh yeah i found this really good guy knees over toes guy on youtube check him out if you've got knee problems <laughs> have <laughs> having my knees and uh, yeah, the other oh, feeling
0: mate. good at the moment, so you should you should do a journey, mate, from MMA fighter to knees over toes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe I will. Maybe I will.
0: <laughs> All right, next fight, mate. Bobby Green versus Raphael Faziv. Um this is a this I mean, a lot of people might not be familiar with Faziv, but his last uh, vic- his last fight and victory. Over uh, Moikano, wasn't it? Was uh, was yeah, it was yeah. mate, he's a spectacular striker,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think we backed uh, Fiziev. I think we gave him out as a play on the, the podcast yeah. when he fought. Moikano, uh, yeah, so like you say, he's coming off the the Moikano KO, which is really impressive. Uh, he is an excellent striker, he's very fast, uh, he's got a really good kicking game, especially he's got really nasty low kicks. Uh, physically, he looks very strong for the weight as well, he's, he's a hard guy to to take down, he's very kind of short and stocky, he's got that build that is hard to take down, uh, but he does slow down in fights, that's one thing that I have noticed when he gets to kind of the end of the second round, third round, uh, his output does drop off, uh, and he does get hit in his fights as well, if you uh, watch that Maikano fight. Um, he kind of landed quite a few nice um, like straight shots on him and he, he does kind of back up straight sometimes and uh, if you you know you watch the majority of the fights he does get hit. Um, so he's fighting Bobby Green. Uh, Bobby Green's a veteran in the UFC he's had 15 fights. Uh, Bobby Green's just really solid everywhere. He's, he's a decent grappler he's got good boxing. Uh, he's very durable as well. I think the only time he's been stopped is uh, Dustin Poirier he knocked him out like six or seven years ago it was quite a long time. Uh, he's very well-conditioned, you know, he's used to putting the rounds in, he's used to going three rounds, and he's fought excellent competition, you know, he's fought, like I say, Poirier, even though he got stopped quickly there, um, he fought Edson Barbosa, he fought uh, Lando Venata, so he's fought some really good strikers, uh, and he tends to keep it quite competitive, so I just think the, the odds on this are a little bit too wide. Uh, you can get Bobby Green, I saw him at like 3.6 on Betfair just before we started this podcast, uh, I think that's a pretty, pretty decent bet. Uh, and I think you can get Bobby Green by decision I can get him close to six I think that's really good I'd probably take 5.5 I just think you know that this with his durability um, that you know he can take this to a decision and I think if he does like I say uh, Fiziv kind of drops off in that third round uh, and I think Bobby Green can hit him with those straight shots you know he he does have nice boxing himself he's got some really nice uh, you know he's really good at slipping punches and coming back with one Uh, and obviously UFC judging is not always the best so even if he isn't quite getting the best of it, you know, you're relying on the judges to do the right thing and that doesn't happen too much. So I'd much rather be on the underdog here uh, and I just think it's it's too wide, this line. So, yeah, if you can get Bobby Green like 3.5 or above, uh, I think it's a good bet.
0: Yeah, okay, nice, mate. And, and have you thought about maybe this is a live play too, considering, I mean, for Zeev, yeah, like you said, he might slow
1: down as the fight goes on and
0: he might come out firing and maybe take the first?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it, that is a good option, actually. And, like, with the, the hype and the moment, uh, momentum that Fazeev's got as well, um, you yeah. might get Bobby Green at, you know, like, some big numbers. You might get five or six after the first round if he, you know, has has dropped it quite, uh, you know, if it's quite obvious that he's dropped the first round, you, you probably are going to see, like, Fazeev coming to, like, 1.2, 1.25. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good option as well.
0: Yeah, and on the subject of scoring, it's just been... It seems like the last month or couple of weeks has just been farcical, mate, like some of the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, some on, I honestly think you could make a living from after three rounds or five rounds, whatever it is, just backing, backing the underdog. Like, you know, I think I think Jonas messaged me after the... the or message us after the Maverick-Barber fight and apparently, like, Maverick was going at, like, 101 or 105 or yeah. something like that, like... <laughs> Oh, so
1: yeah. Uh, Barbara at 100. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. It's not the stuff. first time. Yeah. You see, quite often on Betfair, you'll see a guy who's priced like 1.07 or something. And you, you're on that guy. So you're like, oh, he's got to win won it. And then it goes to the judges yeah. and it's, <laughs> it's the other guy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You smash, mate. Your, you smash your laptop in half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah <laughs> that's the most frustrating right. thing with uh, UFC betting. It's when the judges clearly get wrong but i mean we were on barber so that was one that we uh, benefited yeah. from
0: <laughs> i will say there's been quite a few lately where i have been on the right side of uh, of judges mistakes so thank you nice. very much judges um all right we'll get into the um i guess the last three fights now which are I think some of these are very, very interesting. All basically, all of them are very close, except for the main event in terms of the odds. We'll start with uh, Chiesa and Vincente Luque. Uh, odds for this one: we've got Luque as high as 1.91 on Betway there, and Chiesa you can get at 2.1 on BetVictor, but. <clears throat> yeah there is there's I mean there might even be a few bookies there where if, maybe I'm just looking at things wrong here but yeah the odds are just it's basically pick em odds here uh very close fire mate uh doing just a bit of tape throughout the week. I just I thought early in the week I had a I had an idea here I thought Luke a by KO or points would be the way to go I guess double chance there but then watching some of the tape on Luke, a, I don't think his takedown defense is all that flash, and considering is kind of a master grappler, um, or at least that's his strongest point. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those ones where I'm really struggling to find a bet here.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I've kind of flipped on this fight. Like, uh, I initially thought you know I would quite like Luke, a and then I started watching tape on it, and then I was like. I can see why the money's coming in on Kieser because he opened a bit bigger. I think he opened up about two point three, two point two, and like it's nearly mm. pick him now. And it's just like Kieser; he's not he's not the best athlete, uh, and he's kind of awkward with his movement. His, his striking's fairly awkward and kind of uh, rudimentary, I suppose. But he, he is a good grappler, you know, and he, he does have an effective style for MOA. Like he just clings onto guys, um, you know, he'll hold position, it'll kind of do enough to not get stood up, uh, and you know he's, he did that to. Uh, RDA and we saw him implement that game against uh, Neil Magny as well and then when you look at Luke, you know he, he has been put in some bad positions he has been taken down like Derek Krantz who's not the best grappler in the world got his back and got you know uh, hooked in and got a pretty dominant grappling position there um, and you, you know you've seen Luke kind of give up decent positions before so it's mm. so it's just really tough like Luke is quite big and strong for that weight and um, like when you look at kind of how what Kiesa did to RDA, you can say, well, RDA was a lightweight, uh, and then Magni, you know, has been run through before on the ground. Like uh, Damian Meyer uh, easily ran through him, and I think RDA did as well. So uh, maybe Luke's got a bit more, but it's just it's such a, a tough fight, really. Like I could see it going either way. If Luke can kind of negate Kiesa's grappling, then he's got a massive striking edge, uh, and it's likely it hurts him. So we're just kind of searching for a few things i thought like i found that luke a, to win inside the distance was 3.4 with poker stars uh that doesn't seem too bad uh and luke a, to win by submission is 15 with paddy power and betfair uh, mm. that's a good bet if you've got access to them books uh like you know you can just stick a tenner on or have a little small bit on that because if he does tag kiesa is just gonna grab his leg uh and yeah. if he's wobbled as well luke will probably wrap up a choke you know he has got some nice chokes like dash chokes and uh, yeah, I could see that happening. So, yeah, if you can get 15 on a sub, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, for as good as Kies's grappling is, he's been submitted, I think. Is it through? No, twice. I think twice in his career, at least in the UFC, he's definitely been subbed twice by Kevin Lee. And Anthony Pettis was the other one. So, yeah, although his offensive grappling's very, very good, he's definitely susceptible to to being subbed. Um, yeah, my thoughts on this were were pretty similar, mate. I, I think on the feet, I think this I think the clearest advantage is, is probably on the feet to to Luke, eh? but I just don't see Kiesa just he just <clears throat> to me he just seems like a really Smart Fighter I know he's on a lot of the the UFC broadcasts I so hear him talk quite a bit so I don't think he's going to muck around and you know <laughs> think that he has some kind of advantage on the feet I think he's going to get into the grappling no. pretty quick and and looking at uh I watched the Luke uh, his second last fight I think it was against Randy Brown like Randy Brown I don't think he's really a noted grappler and he just there was a lot of instances where he was pretty easily able to get double under hooks and Luke I think Luke just gets a bit um I don't know he gets a bit hot-headed sometimes when he gets a when he maybe rocks someone or or yeah he thinks he's got the momentum and just forgets that it's it's not just striking we're doing here it's it's an all-round game so yeah I would really steer people away from betting Luke a on the money line I, th- I actually think there's a like because it's such a close fight, I I wouldn't even argue against people taking like a two point one on Kiesa because I think it's a fifty fifty fight. But it is also one of those fights where, um, like, either way you could look really stupid. Like if I say Luke is yeah. definitely going to win, he could just get ragdolled, subbed in one second, <laughs> and then the other way around, Kiesa could get knocked out in thirty seconds. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be dominant either way, isn't it? Is either going to be Kiesa is just going to, you know, cling on to him probably for three rounds or find a sub or, you know, Luka is going to crack him. Like, you know, either side is going to look, you know, like hindsight, um, like quite a big favorite, but uh, it's tough to know before it happens, isn't it? So that's betting. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like your play on the sub for Luka at 15s. So that's probably much too big. Uh, the only other one I found was Luke by KO or points, which I mentioned at the start. There's an outlier at, uh, I don't know, most people in the UK probably won't have them, but points got them in Australia and uh, I think the US have got them too. So uh, Luke by KO or points is 224. Um, yeah, which it might not be massive value, but it's it's definitely an outlier. So I thought I'd. Uh, I thought I'd mention that to everyone because most books have got them at like 1.8, 1.9 for those kind of for that market. But maybe that's drifting now that Luke is kind of drifting out himself. But um, all right, cool, mate. I think we've uh, I think we've just about discussed everything on that one. Next one is Aldo and Pedro Munoz. Odds for this one are pretty similar to the last one. They're probably even closer. You can get best odds of 1.91 on Jose Aldo. You get 2.15 at Genting bet for uh, Munoz, but that is most certainly an outlier. Most bookies have him at about two. What are your initial thoughts on this one, buddy?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's another close fight. Um, like a uh, lean Aldo in this fight. I just think in, in a three-round fight, Aldo's still kind of an elite fighter, you know, Um, even in the the Peter Yan fight he did get hurt I think he got hurt in the first round but it it was a competitive first round before he got hurt and then I I think he might have took the second round from memory Uh, you know in the first two rounds Aldo you know he's still one of the best in the world in the first two rounds it's you know when you get to round three, four and five where he really tails off so if this was a five round fight you know you'd be all over Pedro Munoz uh, and another thing I think he probably can negate one of um, Munoz's best weapons, which is the leg kicks. You know, Aldo's really good at checking leg kicks and returning leg kicks as well. Um, you know, he's excellent at that and he's got his own leg kicking game. I think that Aldo's got the speed advantage in this fight. He's got the quicker hands uh, and he does work the body really well. Like if you watched uh, Munoz's fight against Riviera, he's got quite a high guard uh, and he moves back with his, you know, his hands are quite high. So uh, when he has to bring them down... Um, to, to kind of deflect the body shots. You know, it, I don't think he'll it'll be quick enough. So if Aldo can work the body early on, he can slow Munoz down, which kind of works in Aldo's favor as well. Uh, but then with Munoz, you know, he's got the power. You know, he, he's got the one-punch power to, to hurt Aldo. Uh, he's got the durability edge. And then he's the guy that's more consistent uh, through three rounds as well. So I don't know. It's like, it's a really tough one. I do lean Aldo. Uh, and if he got to being the underdog because quite a bit of money has coming on on Munoz you know I'd be interested uh, and like another way would probably be to like back Munoz after round one if Aldo has a really good round uh, and you can get Munoz at like 3.3 or 3.5 something like that if Aldo's looking quite dominant early on because you know Munoz is is very durable and he's he's likely to be there uh, round two round three and he's likely to kind of take those well he'll probably take the end of round two and he'll probably take round three so Um, it's another tough fight really like this card itself has a lot of these quite evenly matched fights and uh, this is another one
0: yeah so I've had a I'll just get up the method of victory markets here because I think I don't know I've had a bet here I bet Munoz by decision at 3.4 I can see that's gone in now but you can still get that at bet victor um Yeah, my thoughts were were pretty similar. I, I just here's here's a good good stat for you, mate. There, what would you do if I told you that these two fighters are the exact same age? Yeah, yeah I was
1: looking earlier on actually. They
0: were thirty four, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Munoz could pass as probably a twenty five year old, and Aldo looks about fifty. <laughs> it's crazy. Aldo's um, other wars though, isn't he? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I I watched Munoz's fight with Rivera, and I don't think he's going to be out because I mean the big story in that fight was the leg kicks by Munoz. I don't see how he's going to be able to get those off on Aldo, or at least not as many because Aldo's uh Aldo's normally good at. I mean, was it his fight with? Oh, I can't remember his fight, but I just think he's going to be able to check. He's a much uh, just a much more versatile striker than Rivera, but. Yeah, it's a tough one. I could see, I could see either fighter kind of maybe edging out each round, but I guess I've just gone with Munoz because I don't think he's going to be able to su- submit Aldo. I mean, he's almost impossible to get to the ground. Um, you could, you could probably see him knocking out Aldo, but you know, Aldo's Aldo normally only gets knocked out other than the McGregor one, obviously. But he only gets knocked out when he's very fatigued, and it is three rounds. Um, so, yeah, I'm more than happy to take 3.4 Munoz by decision because I think that's his pretty most likely by far uh, outcome in terms of him winning. So I think that 3.4 presents some value there. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, uh, I was looking the other way. I was looking at Aldo decision. Uh, so the mm-hmm. best I could go on It was free. Um, but I don't know, like, I do think the body work will be there for Aldo, so, you know, I know Munoz is super durable, but it's normally when he's getting cracked in the head, he's got a great chin, so uh, yeah. I don't know what it's like when he's, you know, Aldo does rip off them body shots really nicely. Uh, it's just a really tough fight. Again, it's kind of similar to the Chiesa um, luke fight in that I'm finding it hard to kind of see one side having the definitive value. Like I say, I kind of lean Aldo, so if Aldo... Became an underdog and I'd get two point one and take him, but I think what is he? The best odds were like one nine one now, so mm. um, it's probably about where it should be in my opinion.
0: Um, yeah, and if I
1: could get Munoz like uh, like two four or something, I'd probably take him as well. But like I, I do lean the Aldo side. I just think he's kind of um, you know he's he's kind of still elite level and Munoz might be there, but um, I think Aldo, you know, when he's on, is is probably going to be like a. A step above. It's just that cardio concern, really, with Aldo now, and uh, you know how how he deals with Munoz in the third round. If Munoz, you know, is just there winging big punches and Aldo's tired, then uh, it's not going to look good.
0: Yeah, I will agree. I probably, if I was an odds maker, I'd do lean Aldo. Like I think he should be favourite, but it's it's only by a smidgen. I guess the other thing we have to take into consideration here is Aldo's age curve, if you want to call it that. I mean, like we said, they're the same age, but. Aldo's been through so many more wars than the Munoz. Do you do you see any decline in Aldo? The weirdest part out of all of this is the I was I was listening to Morning Combat, and it's just so odd that Aldo's gone down in weight. He's been through all those wars. He's lost multiple title fights in a row now, um, but he's decided to go down in weight. Like it's just it's the mo- it's the oddest thing, isn't it? Like you never see you Know someone go down in weight when they're kind of losing. I'm not saying he's lost
1: motivation, but he should be losing motivation if you get what I mean. Yeah, I thought after that Yan fight that it might be done, really. But uh, he looked pretty mm. good against Malin Vera. Right? He's you know, he, he still looked like the kind of Aldo of old boys. Uh, do you think? But yeah, so he's always still got the firelight. I mean, he still looked good. I thought he's still kind of strong. <sighs> he he's good. Fast. I wouldn't say he was
0: like amazing he looked good in the first round but then i thought vera was starting to get the better of in the second and then he got that he got that takedown in the third where he just you know essentially just grappled him for the whole round and and you know stayed on him i don't know i just i it's it's pretty hard like i just feel like i'm at the point now i'm trying to predict the the decline of aldo and it just seems like i mean after you probably would have said like after the um after maybe the the Volk, I mean, there's been so many times the Holloway fights the the Volkano Yeah, two, two Holloway fights, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's he. You could have made the argument that he beat uh, Marlon Marias too. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just better and ever better than ever at one thirty five, and he, he's like maybe maybe he's the second or third best fighter out there. He just can't beat Petey it's
1: yeah, I mean, in three round, like I say, in three-round fights, he's going to be competitive. It's just, you know, he's, he's not built for five-round fights, is he? And he, he does seem to drop off. But the, obviously, there will be a time when he does just drop off. But I mean, you've got to kind of ask the question, why is he still fighting as well? Because, it, you know, does he think he can beat Jan? Like, it's, it's very unlikely he's going to be a champion again. He must mm. have made a lot. Like, he must have made decent money in his career already. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know why he's still fighting. But.
0: Well, you would assume he has motivation because... He's going down in weight and, yeah, he's probably made enough money to, to be all right now and he's most likely not going to win the belt again. So, it is weird that he's still fighting but, I don't know, a lot of those Brazilian cats, mate, like Nogueira and all of like, <laughs> it just seems like they never stop fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Shogun, probably Shogun's a yeah. worst example. He's <laughs> carried on for like, yeah, far past his prime, too many
0: years. But Maybe he's been watching too much Glover to share or something like that, and I mean...
1: Oh, maybe, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but he's a unicorn, like, that's the problem. You can't just go, oh, Glover's still doing it. Well, like, he's just, like, he's 1 in a 100, basically, so... Yeah,
1: it's
0: the anomaly, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Variance, mate, variance. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, let's... uh Let's go to the next fight, the main event, the uh the bizarre, bizarre interim heavyweight title fight here. I mean, who knows why it's why there's a belt on the line here, but you know, when Dana White's in charge, anything can happen. Cyril Garn versus Derek Lewis. The odds here get on the screen. Very short for Cyril Garn. Uh, I'm pretty sure when when it first opened up, Garn was at maybe one thirty-five or something like that. But that's come in a touch to one, yeah, one point three best odds there for Beth Fred, but most are well under that. And Derek Lewis, you can get as high as fours. Um yeah, I don't know about you, mate, but I feel like this, I mean it's very exciting having Garn versus Lewis. Like on paper, it it almost looks like that in Garnu versus Lewis kind of fight. You know what I mean? Like it could, it, if if you're a, if you're a casual, you could look at this and say, "Oh, this is going to be a good one." I'm putting, I'm flying this for fifty bucks. And then next right. thing you know, <laughs> it could just this could seriously be an absolute sleeper. I don't think people realize that.
1: No, I think you're right. Like, um, I think Ghan's quite a clever fighter. He, he, he's not going to put himself in in trouble, is he? He's not going to kind of just walk into the fire and trade. He's going to uh, frustrate Lewis, I think, on the outside, and he might even imp- decide to implement his grappling in this fight as well, because uh, he's a decent grappler. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting fight. Like, I think obviously Lewis has to go for it though, because like obviously he did have that kind of staring contest with Ghanu, but. Uh, Garn's better from the outside than in Gano. He's obviously got the kicking game as well. Um, so if he does that, he's just going to get picked apart for you know five rounds, or he might get stopped late on. So he's going to have to go for it. Uh, and it, it's in his hometown, isn't it? Isn't it? Tech? Are they fighting in Texas?
0: Yeah, home ground advantage, mate. Do you do you take that into so, consideration at all?
1: Uh, well, I don't think this one's too likely to go to a decision but it might you've got to think there's probably a bit more pressure on Lewis and maybe that might make him a bit more aggressive in this fight um, but you kind of know with Lewis when he's fighting the elite guys what's going to happen it's either he's going to find the big KO shot or he's going to get kind of outworked whether it's striking or wrestling or you, you know just overall really so you know gone probably going to win most minutes and most rounds uh, but Lewis could catch him so I think if you want to bet this fight you know you just bet Lewis by KO if you're on that side at Uh, 5.5 so the to win inside the distance get him on the money line
0: whatever you do
1: no no I don't really see any point in taking him at what is it for when you can get 5.5 because they're just Ludicrous. I don't know, the probability of him winning a decision is very, very low. It's gotta be like, I don't know, between like three, five percent probably, like some bad <laughs> judges decision. But I think uh I saw Garn inside the distance is two point one five. Um and like like I say, I do think he'll probably be just be out working Lewis for the majority of the fight. And Lewis's cardio has been an issue in the past. We've seen him fall to Cormier really quickly. I think Mark Hunt as well, uh finished him as well, like work the body. Uh, So I could see Garn getting like a late stoppage So uh, Garn inside 2.15 is not too bad And I saw on, I think it was PokerStars You could get Garn to win by decision Or uh, finish him in rounds 4 or 5 And I think that was like 2.15 or 2.2 or something Which seemed pretty decent Mm. Uh, So yeah, if you have PokerStars, that's worth a look as well
0: Yeah, nice mate Yeah, that was the first thing that I looked at in this fight I was like, Lewis is 4 on the money line but you can get 5.5 for the KO. Like that is just like literally Lewis's odds should be the exact same as his KO line because there's (laughs) probably around above. (laughs) It's uh, yeah. The odds of uh, Lewis winning by submission or decision just seem, yeah, just basically no chance in this fight. Um, that was my... I mean, one of my first thoughts was gone, just back Garn on the money line and then back uh, Lewis by KO and, and Arb Sorry, I'm still here. Camera's just turned off. <laughs> no um, so, I mean, I think if you want to kind of risk risk a lot of money for... I mean, I think essentially like a 99% chance of profit, then I'd probably Arb those two together. Uh, but I actually found a massive outlier in the submission market. I'll just get up the odds for uh, – I found Garn by submission at 13s at Ladbrokes or if you're in Australia, we've got Ladbrokes and Neds here. They're the same odds, uh, Betstar too or bookmaker.au. So I don't know if you get the same odds over in the UK, mate, but I think, uh, yeah, if you can get Ladbrokes 13 for Garn submission, I think that's just – that's kind of way too high. Most bookies here, you can see, have got him at about eight or nine. You've got Unibet there at 11s. So I think that's even quite decent. Um, although, you know, we haven't seen much of Garn's grappling game since his first one or two fights. He's still, you know, in the grappling department. I would not I would not be surprised at all if – I don't know. I don't think he'll try and take Lewis down because I think that's actually kind of a dumb gay plan It kind of – like plays right into Lewis's hands with his, you know, flying knees and uppercuts and all that kind of stuff he does. But I think if he rocks Lewis and maybe he drops him, um, you could get in a situation where he takes his back or you know gets on top of him. Like once he goes to the ground, Lewis is just, uh, you know, he's a he's a bit of an octopus. He's he uh, he's not going to be uh, he's not going to be offering too much. I wouldn't I wouldn't think so.
1: No, especially when yeah. he's tired as well, because he yeah. does tend to just power power out of stuff, doesn't he? But he gets round three, and say Gan's been, you know, teep kicking his body and kind of working him, uh, and falls on top of him. Then he might give up his back, or you know, we saw it in the Comi. If I kind of he, he kind of gave Comey a submission quite easily, so yeah, I think you could see similar. So I agree, it's uh, it's worth a little bet. That.
0: Yeah, uh, and I'm yeah overall with you mate, on the on the side of this going. Yeah, quite a few rounds. I'm just seeing what the line is. It looks like the the lines at three and a half rounds, which, yeah, I would I would kind of agree with. To be honest, like I think, yeah, Garn could really string this one out and uh, and finish him late, or just or just take the decision. He's he's a very smart tactical fighter, isn't he? He's like literally the opposite. I mean. You could say he's the opposite of Derek Lewis, but Derek Lewis, you know, he might seem like he's got no tactics at all, but I think he just – I think he knows himself really well now, and he just knows that, like, I do not care if I lose three, four rounds. All I need is one punch and it's game over, and he did that so well to Curtis Blades. He just – he just baited him in. I mean, <laughs> it seems like the stupidest thing in the world to stand with Lewis, doesn't it? But it's probably the smartest thing.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that Blades fight was. I mean, Blades was piecing him up pretty well, wasn't he, in that fight? And then, you yeah, know, he yeah. just got caught with that massive shot. Uh, but, yeah, I think Garn, obviously, he's probably got, like, the best movement in the heavyweight division, hasn't he? He's, he's quite fleet-footed for a, such a big guy. So, uh, but, you know, Lewis has got that power He could easily catch him. Uh, and if he catches, kind of, Garn moving back because I mean I think JDS had a bit of success like it's not like Garn's never been hit we have seen him get cracked a few times so yeah like like that 5.5 Lewis KO I, think, I do think that's worth a little bet um, but yeah, I mean I don't think there's huge value on this fight uh, and even from a live perspective it's really hard to see what you would do with it because it's likely that Lewis is going to land something early or get tired isn't it so and then you're not going to get great odds on Garn so Uh, Yeah, it's a tough one betting-wise, but I think we've kind of covered it pretty well.
0: Yeah. Awesome, buddy. I think that just about wraps things up. Uh, Maybe we just want to finish off with our best bets of the weekend or best bets for this card. What's your favorite one out of everything you've given, mate?
1: I think uh, Bobby Green's a solid value bet. Like like I said, if you can get anything above 3.5, that's good. Uh, if you can get decision at like six, I think that's a really good bet as well. So yeah, I'd be quite happy with that this weekend.
0: All right, awesome, mate. And uh, yeah, I've only really given out two bets there, but I'd probably have to say, out of both of them, oh I think they're both actually. I mean, especially the Garn one's just a massive outlier, but I guess the 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 odds reflect the chances of it happening. So why don't we go with the Munoz by decision at 3.4? I think you can still get that at BetVictor. Um, you know, a few other books might be able to give that to you too. So we'll see how we go, mate. Um, you can find Ryan at smartsportstrader.com. Follow his journey to making a million from sports betting challenge. Always great stuff. And you can, always, uh, you can also follow him on Twitter at sports trader um thank you very much for coming on mate it's it's been a pleasure i uh cheers man it's always good to talk ufc and as always if anyone wants us to talk more ufc then then hit us up where uh i guess we're always betting this stuff every weekend but i think most people only get interested in the in the big the big main cards so if you uh if you want us to talk more ufc then feel free to let us know but uh, big, uh, big week in content coming up as I mentioned yesterday with, uh, with Nigel uh, lots of betting previews coming up so the next one will be live with Anthony Kaminskas Pro Sports Better on Sunday night to kind of go through all the English leagues and see if there's any anti-post or outright stuff that he likes there and also you know ask him any kind of betting general kind of betting questions too And then uh, next week, we'll have La Liga and EPL preview. So it's all happening. It's exciting times as the football kicks off. But thanks for listening, everyone. Please do a rate and review of the podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give the video on YouTube a like too. That would be superb. Uh, And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today, even though we don't have MMA on the Trademate Sports software, you can do some value betting on our software with just about every other sport on the planet. So start a free week trial there and there are some good discounts, subscription discounts, heading into the new football season that you guys can check out too. All right, mate, that's enough of me. Well, uh, good luck with all the UFC bets, mate. And um, yeah, hopefully that heavyweight bout isn't an absolute stinker like we maybe just predicted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, mate. Hopefully, it's not a frozen versus Gan and kind of yeah, oh, a replay. that was bad.
0: That was bad. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys.